What's up, bitches? I'm Gaia. And I'm Nita. And this is Bitch Why. Our podcast where we talk about all the things we like and dislike and why anyone would make them. We are just uh, a pair of artsy bitches and we like talking about what makes our good. And that's that. That's that on that. That is that on that. What's poppin'? What are you snacking on? I have a bad snack. I've been really fucked up the last week or so one because i got the covid vaccine the second dose, vaccine really, number two vaccine number two it's hard hit i was not alive for like two days and i couldn't do anything but uh a few days before that i went to the bodega like very close like it's like across the street it was like 2 a.m and like as i was walking to the bodega i was like wow isn't it so cool that like in new york if i want to go get ben and jerry's at 2 a.m i can go get ben and jerry's at 2 a.m and then this like large man in a city bank truck yelled something at me and i was like oh fuck it whatever and so I ignored him and then I like curve into the bodega and then he gets out of his truck and follows me inside. like he pulled the truck over and he followed me inside and the like Ben and Jerry's is right by the door. So I'm like reaching in and he goes like, hey, like, can I give you my number? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, you can't. And he was like, why not? And I was like, no, thank like, no, thank you. Like, I know. And the guy, I know the guy at the register. So he and I like lock eyes and he's like, don't worry. I'm like watching. Like, don't, I got it. Finally, it had to be like, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, oh, you have a boyfriend? And I was like, yes, I have a boyfriend. And then he was like, but you're not married, are you? And he wouldn't leave me alone. And so finally I had to like yell, but like my, I felt so small and I'm really still mad about it because I was walking around today and normally if a man accosts me I'm like fine but like I've been really skittish lately I've been really anxious I've been really like I'm really I'm like getting flustered talking about it but like my snack is that like I really don't like how small that person made me feel and it was not a fun way to kick off Aries season. No. I just feel really bad and I and I blamed it on myself because I was like Oh, if I had a larger physical presence, if I had a deeper voice, it gave me some gender dysphoria too. And I was like, if I just, if I could just be bigger and like tougher, this wouldn't happen, which is untrue. I know that's sad. I think I also need to like allow myself to feel the feelings of it because I, I like very quickly was like, fuck that, whatever, it happens all the time. But this was like intense because he followed me and I got really scared. Mm, I'm upset. Okay. That's all. <laughs> well, I have a heavy one and a light one. I don't know. Do both. I just wanted to mention that I know everyone knows about the shooting in Boulder, but that's my hometown. And so that was like a big, mm. it was really weird. I work for Instacart sometimes. And one of the people who was killed was working for Instacart. I've done Instacart in that grocery store literally dozens of times. So that was a little bit of a spooky thing that happened to me this mm-hmm. week. It's not. It didn't happen to me. It happened. But you're allowed to have whatever feelings you have about it. Yeah. So like being from Colorado, a lot of the 21st century like major shootings have happened in Colorado. So it oh, kind of yeah the Batman yeah, one Batman too. Planned Parenthood Columbine isn't 21st century, but still yeah. like yeah. So so it's always been pretty close to home. But this is one of the closest I've ever come to a mass shooting yeah i had a text text my family the victims were treated at the hospital my dad works at 
Um, mm. But the other thing is, the only thing I've been snacking on actually is Midnight Sun because we're reviewing <laughs> it soon. And, and so every free moment of my time, Edward's dulcet tones are echoing throughout my brainwaves, which I support that you love Twilight. Yeah. I just simply don't think it's like morally right for me to say that anyone else should do that. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to really use this time to spread some awareness about chickens. I've been noticing a lot of pro-chicken propaganda on TikTok. Instagram oh. TikTok, because I don't have TikTok. It's all these people holding their little chickens, being like, this chicken is so cute. Look at it. I love it. I just want the people to know that chickens are evil, cruel, chickens are evil. devious animals. They are cannibals. They eat <laughs> each other and their eggs. They only have one hole oh, where their shit and their eggs come out of. Everything comes from the one hole. Just know these things. Every time I interact with a chicken, in any way, the chicken tries to kill me. And their tongues look like tiny snakes. You know how, like, goats are associated with the devil? Like, in The Witch, like, Black Phillip. I feel like, yes, goats can be really awful and they'll, like, attack you. But, like, sometimes they're pretty fucking cute. I feel like chickens should, like, take the mantle of, like association with the devil <laughs> they are the most like cruel creature i've ever met that's not necessarily true i have a whole thing about how applying human standards of morality onto animals is dumb <laughs> and so saying animals are good or bad is whatever but chickens do actively kill and eat each other this is a chicken podcast <laughs> it's a chicken podcast now because chickens kill and eat each other oh my they God. kill each other Speaking of killing and eating animals. Speaking of cannibalism. Speaking of cannibalism, let's get to the roadmap. Let's get to the roadmap. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so fired up. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to Bitch Why New Listeners, the chicken podcast disguised as a pop culture podcast. Welcome to Bitch Why. This episode and all of our episodes are made up of four parts, except for the Taylor Swift episode. Bitch What, which is, we just we just get into it. We tell you what's going on. We tell you what's popping. Bitch How, a technical rundown of how it's like season fails is a piece of art. We go through things like artistic critique, artistic critique from artists who artistically critique. Then we have Bitch Time, which is three minutes where no smart, only speak. And then finally, Bitch Why. It's the sum up of the implications. It's, bitch, why did you make that? And finally, the bitch meter, a little diversity score meter that we learned math in order to give to the world. It often correlates with quality, but doesn't always cause quality. Listen Sick. to our prom episode. The oh my prom God. episode. The prom. All right. Ah! I'm so excited. Welcome. All right. <laughs> it's time for bitch what? It is time for Bitch What. Guess what we're talking about. Okay, guess what we're talking about. We're talking about fucking Twilight Part 2, baby. Eclipse and Breaking Dawn. I don't even think we need to talk about how we got into it. We're here. We're in the thick of it. We're There's here. no reason. Can I sum them up? Yeah. I it's been a minute. just watched these movies. And I've been revisiting Breaking Dawn in book form recently. Vampire Bella pegs. 
She pegs. Arabella pegs. I'm so happy for her when she's, she's like, a vampire. Edward is so tiny and weak. Wow. Yeah. I can like, literally just. He literally him. in the movies, he's like, "It's your turn to be careful with me," because she like grabs him. Remember in the and, movies, and she's and like, like, "Ow!" And he's like, and "He's like, Ouch. ow!" And he's like, "Oh no, um, you've hurt me because you're so strong." And Bella's like, "How will we? Will we ever get tired of fucking?" And I'm like, "No, girl, you have to peg him next. Peg anyway, him. Peg, peg him. him. She. It, if men don't canon. want peg, she, she why pegs peg? Him. Oh my God, Emmett Rosalie pegs Emmett for Rosalie sure. Pegs. For Alice sure. pegs like, too. Alice and Jasper are bisexual. I feel like it's important to say that, like in Rosalie and Emmett's relationship, Rosalie is exclusively the top, and Emmett is exclusively the bottom. And in Jasper and Alice's relationship, they're both first. They're switches. They switch all the time. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right. all right. Cameron, you better keep all that in. If Cameron cuts that, I'm gonna cut if him. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> So, new moon has just happened. Edward has asked Bella to marry him. Victoria, uh, uh, played by um, a person I worked for, Bryce Dallas Howard, is forming a vampire army to get to Bella. I don't know why she spent like a whole, the whole of new moon. She's not doing anything, but all of a sudden she's like, I have a vampire army now. The werewolves and the vampires are like, there's a treaty, Bella. If you turn into a, if you turn into a vampire, like we have, we can attack the vampires and she's like but what if i choose it whatever anyway the vampires and werewolves do end up having to like work together to fight off victoria and her like evil army of other newborn vampires who are much stronger than like regular vampires and they walk like, through the river and they, they walk, walk through, through the, the river ocean. all creepy uh what else oh uh they graduate from high school lord knows how many times the vampires have graduated from high school at this point but bella graduates for the first time <laughs> um and they're planning a wedding and then Jacob is still like, please be with me. And then he kisses her without her consent, which is like, not great. Uh, we'll talk about that. Jacob's like, you love me, even though you say explicitly that, you don't, that you don't like me. me. And Bella punches him in the face and breaks her right. hand. And then Charlie laughs at Bella and then tries to get her to be friends with Jacob again, even after he kissed her without her consent, which is like not a great dad move. Normally, I'm like team Charlie all the way, but... He does do that. That's, like, shitty of him. Normally, I'm like, Charlie's the only character with rights, but come on. Normally, they're, like, really good. I like the father-daughter relationship. I wish they explored it more. Anyway, Victoria ends up murdered, whatever. They win. It's very simple. Then, oh, Edward and Jacob have, like, a nice moment together in the tent, whatever. <gasps> yeah, and where then, you're like, you guys could have been a thruple. You, you guys just could were too have been cowardly. Friends. And then, um... Bella's like, please just have sex with me. And Edward is like, I will not have sex with you until we're married. And Bella's like, fucking why? Everyone's just like, God, just fucking bone already, please. And then finally, breaking down, they get married. They get to fucking bone. But then Bella gets uh, pregnant with a weird vampire human hybrid baby. And then Jacob and the werewolves have to defend her. And they team up again. Which is like, for all the team ups, like, can't you and... Edward just get along at this point. Um, just you guys beef when. teamed up. The same plot happened twice. Oh, the book switches into Jacob's point of view for a little bit. Um, and then we see everything from his point of view. And like he becomes the alpha because uh, the other werewolves want to kill Bella because they don't know what's inside her. So then 
baby comes out. Jacob imprints on the fucking baby. Bella turns into a vampire. Jacob reveals himself as a werewolf to Charlie because he doesn't want Bella and Edward and everyone to, like, leave because they're like, well, now that Bella's a vampire, we gotta, like, dip for a little bit. And Jacob's like, no, you can't fucking do that. And then Charlie just kind of, like, weirdly accepts it because he's like, listen, I know. But is also, I like, he's I like, don't want to know. He's like, I, you know what? It's fine. I have a daughter and a weird granddaughter thing, and I'm but not going to question it. Granddaughter is like is growing at a rapid rate. Growing and it's rapidly. Weird. Um, and then uh, the Volturi find out about the vampire hybrid baby because a vampire outside of the Colin clan sees them, and she goes to them, and she's like, "What the fuck? They're they're like baby newborns, and so they're much more uh, they're faster and stronger and uncontrollable because they're ba- they they're fucking babies. Oh yeah, they think yeah. she's a baby vampire. They think she's a va- that was baby when vampire. She was a baby. Yeah. So then Edward and everyone go around the world and like bring all of these vampires together which is like kind of dope and then they like are like the Volturi are corrupt we have to stop them and then they all get in a field oh and the werewolves are there too and then they all get in a field and they talk it out and it was so boring in the book that the movie version had to do a cool face off because there was nothing else and then Alice finds this like half vampire half human person that's like oh everything's fine and I age at a rate and then I stop at a convenient place for everyone for in the, the story for stephanie meyer <laughs> for stephanie meyer everything's convenient i stop aging at what i look like 20 years old forever and everything's great and the and then they just let the volturi go even though edward was like they're corrupt and need to be stopped but it's fine and the volturi are like we might come back in a few years but who cares because edward and bella get to be together and then bella lifts off her like cool shield thing and then edward can finally read all of her thoughts and then (sighs) happy ending that's it that was actually very helpful for me because it's been a while since i've since i watched the movies yeah 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 we're in bitch how now it's time for bitch how Before we get into this, like, Team Jacob, Team Edward thing, I totally agree that, like, this, like, pro-life situation with the baby is total, like, pro-life propaganda. It's probably Christian propaganda. I will say, I'm reading this book called Bitten by Twilight, which I which I bought a while ago because I wrote, like, a big essay on Twilight for a college class. Something that's really interesting is there are, like, five Mormon doctrines discussed in this essay and like stephanie meyer like in her books kind of goes against every single one of them to the point where like the novels are not even sold in like lds church-owned bookstores and Lindsay ellis talks about this a lot of like how mean we were to stephanie meyer just for being like this mormon housewife who just wrote like a self-insert fan fiction i i think there's an interesting thing happening in the twilight renaissance right now where people are are talking about how people were unnecessarily mean to twilight and that a lot of the criticism aimed at twilight was really just criticism aimed at something that teenage girls like and i think that's true also and I think there's a lot of really valid criticism of Twilight. Oh, now there definitely is. But back then, it was just... Yeah, like, not just the racism stuff, but, like, I have been spending a lot of time marinating in the Twilight universe recently, just wrapped up in it like a blanket, a blanket made out of poison ivy. What is this metaphor that's happening? It, I'm covered in it, but it makes me feel bad. <laughs> you didn't have to read 
Breaking Dawn. No one asked you to. No one asked me to. But I didn't I tell had you to read to. it I was to very give me surprised. hope. Edward and Bella have a serious communication problem. Yeah. That the books will never address. I'm going to talk about this in more detail when we talk about Midnight Sun. But one of the fundamental questions that this series makes me raise about media in general is how are we talking about the difference between falling in love with someone and building a relationship with someone? And I think that is a question that is inherently posed by Twilight specifically because Twilight is the notion, what if when you fell in love with someone for the first time, you fell in love with them literally until the end of time? Because that's what it means to be into a vampire. And it's always true because if you fall in love with a vampire, if they tell you about them being a vampire, you have to become a vampire. Or you have to die. Or you have to die. And if you become a vampire, you are now together until the end of time. Well, I will say... Edward says all the time, he's like, if you want to leave me, you can leave me, bro. Like, if you want to go be with Jacob, you can. Like, that is okay. I will not get in your way. He never has to say that again after they're married. I get the sense that if Bella would like to leave him and go be a vampire elsewhere, he would let her. However, she doesn't want to. I also think, though, that there's something kind of inherently manipulative in the way that Edward talks about things and poses options to Bella. And Edward is used to knowing what everyone thinks all the time. Mm -hmm. And so he always talks as if he already knows what people are thinking, but he doesn't know what Bella's thinking. And that is one of the greatest flaws in their relationship. We'll talk about it more when we talk about Midnight Sun. Okay, sick. But yeah, I think one of the inherent questions Twilight poses is what is a sustainable relationship? And I think, ironically, Bella and Edward have the least sustainable relationship of any of the relationships posed in the books. I think there are tons of relationships in the book that make long-term sense like jasper and alice, alice are very cute and, and emmett and rosalie esme and carlisle are like esme and carlisle here's the thing though those people were saved all without their consent though so yeah. for carlisle who saves esme and alice and Jasper was already, we'll talk about Jasper, yeah. not right now. King. All of those people. Also not though. When Rosalie finds Emmett, I think he was like attacked by a bear or something. Yeah. Okay, this is a thing in the romance genre is like, and, and in YA fiction and in YA romance specifically, when the characters want to be together, a lot of the time they kind of skip over the like we're falling in love to like we are together and like this is it like this is the yeah so i've been reading this book called psychology of twilight fuck it's so much and a lot of it talks about like biochemistry bella and edward are just fated to be together and like uh, the other vampires talk about this where they're like alice sees jasper and one because she can see the future she's just like I know Jasper is meant to yeah, be Yeah, that life. is also not a she great... Does, no, right. But that she sees the future as long as it's in the direction it's going in. And she can be like, nope, I know, like, he, we need to save him. We need to, like, bring him into, like, our little family. And so I think that, like, okay, so we there's a differentiation, I think, between, like, because if we, if we talk about this and then be like, well, Stephanie Meyer wrote it that way all the arguments for everything go out the window. So if we're talking just in terms of, like, 
predestination and fate and like these two people meet and the connection is like that and it's perfect and it's whatever and like that's what they fight for that's what happens in like all YA romance so I think that like I excuse it because it's part of the genre and also Edward smells just as amazing to Bella as Bella smells to him and that's like the thing that brings them together otherwise he never would have like noticed her and they would never have like been together anyway and also like because it's like you're the person you you are with like from like a biological perspective like they 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 like smell good to you you're attracted to them for like certain biological reasons like that's part of it. I so I guess two th- I have two things to say that and one of them is just kind of like me finishing the thought I was having yeah. which is that I think that Jacob falling in love with Renesme is the thing that highlights the absurdity of that entire construct that Stephanie Meyer created which is the idea of like people are meant to be together and they'll immediately know and immediately be fully committed to that person mm-hmm. in a long-term way and everyone always is constantly pointing out that Jacob literally fell in love with a baby and everyone just said, fine, I guess. Except for Bella, kind of. But even Bella was kind of like, yeah, I guess. Because he imprints on Renesmee and then the werewolves can't attack. Yeah, but still, like... No, no, I'm not I'm not defending her. I'm just yeah. saying, like, the main reason she gets over it so quickly is because it, like... Uh, they can't uh, hurt Deus Renesmee, Ex Machina's that moment. Yeah. yeah. But I think that... An interesting thing about Twilight is like everyone always points at that as being this like hilariously absurd thing that happened in Twilight. But if you examine Twilight, that's what happened between Edward and Bella. Yeah. Edward fell in love with a literal baby and decided that they were going to be together forever. Then they are. And here, here's the thing. I think sometimes when I critique romance, I sound a little curmudgeon I, like, totally believe in love at first sight because I met a barista the other day um, <laughs> and we fell in love instantly. He made me coffee that he just, like, invented on the spot. And yeah. we, we were in love. Unironically, I fall in love with people all the time, people who I meet for, like, five seconds and I'm in love with them. Um, and also I fall in love with people and then they end up being a part of my life for a long time and I'm like, damn, I fell in love with you right at the first moment we met. So I want to just like <laughs> put it out there yeah, that I am not a true love doesn't exist kind of person. No, yeah. I think I think also like these books are not meant to be dissected regarding love like this. Well, I guess it's just like we can get to the rest like they fall they've i mean in, in the first book they do have like fun together i think the movies really do that part of disservice where they like enjoy each other's company actually uh, this will be an interesting podcast to listen to because i'm kind of like a twilight hater and you're a twilight lover so it'll be like i don't think you're a twilight hater i think you're just like I looking at it a from a twilight hater okay well i mean it's I, fine I mean, that you hate it I i'm guess, not gonna like, be upset the more and more twilight i consume the more it enrages me. So I just came out of a relationship that I think in some ways was similar to Edward and Bella's relationship. And I think that the way that the person I was with talked to and thought of me resembles the way Edward talks to and thinks of Bella. And so I know that the way that feels is really belittling and hard and and can really get you in your own head And I know Bella feels the same way I felt because everything is from her point of view. 
And so, so much of these books is just Bella suffering. And I know romance isn't real life. Like, you don't have to look at these books and think this is a guide to how I think my relationships should be. But reading these books and watching these movies kind of retrospectively and with more of a critical eye, let it be said, I had so much fun watching the movies. I I would love to watch them with you. I think we had a great time. They're so fun. They're so fun to watch. I, I honestly have more of a connection to the movies than I do the books. Yeah. I think from my perspective... I grew up with it, and I just got yelled at all the time from every which way. These books are so bad for you. The relationship is abusive, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, like, I get, I know. Like, I know. Her relationship with Jacob is also bad. Her relationship with Edward we'll is We'll talk terrible. about that when we have Listen, our Team Jacob, no, Team Edward clash. No, both of these men are terrible to her. They are both bad to her. And I think... The thing that I latched on to was like, when you're a teenager, your life is so fucking boring. You are waiting to become an adult. You are waiting for some excitement. And these books just kind of give you like, wouldn't it be so cool if you were a teenage girl and then you finally, and you discover that like vampires and werewolves were real and they were both in love with you. Like, that's sick. That's a cool, on the page, sounds really fun. And then you get lost caring about all the characters, whatever, and you like create fanfic. I wrote fanfiction. But Twilight, for sure. Like Queen. we, oh, my friends and I wrote an entire YA vampire book series that was terrible. But like because every like they were a That's thing hot after Twilight. Shit. I got the fact that they were abusive, all that shit, like drilled into my head, and I was like, I know they're bad, and I know these boys are awful. Let me enjoy this, and they honestly have not shaped how I see relationships. I. I'm not like Bella at all, except that she's kind of a stubborn bitch, um, and I am too, but not because of Twilight, and I think, so I, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I also just want to say that, like, from the, from the, from the, like, lived experience of it to now, Twilight was not the end of literacy, and it didn't ruin a bunch of teenage girls' lives, and it's not, like, the worst thing ever. Twilight suffers from a lot of the same stuff. Like, to me, like, Edward is just another, like, Mr. Darcy. Like, he is just... And that's... Was popularized that, like, Darcy was a dick, too. And so if we looked at Pride and Prejudice with the same lens, I think we'd come up with a lot of the same uh, observations about it. Anyway. Truly, that is, like, so missing from the conversation about Twilight. Like, even if it is terrible, it's a book and it doesn't matter that much yeah i don't think it, i don't think it's missing anymore because now people on tiktok yeah are like people making are. A fan. and it's like fine now but it sucked that we had to go through yeah. all of that nonsense for so many years but yeah i still found experiencing this piece of media to be masochistic because yeah. just watching bella suffer that way through her eyes constantly and I don't fully buy into the idea that in the books, Bella and Edward have a relationship where they're friendly with each other because I, not only do they not spend that much time together on screen, like a lot of these books is them just ruminating, not cute. Yeah, that's the problem with like the plot though, because they decide they want to be together forever and then all of these like external things keep getting in the way. So Breaking Dawn is kind of nice when they finally get to like fuck on an island. You're like, thank God. No, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I read, so I'm reading Midnight Sun and I went to read Breaking Dawn because I wanted relief. Relief, yeah. Truly. Because like you trust that they like each other enough to get married and then finally when they're married, 
that's why I like Breaking Dawn the movie so much because you finally just get to in- watch them you have just fun. watch them be married they and just not have, have fun. To... Let them have yeah. fun. But I mean, it is kind of weird that thinking about the timeline more critically, they go on a date. She mm-hmm. meets his family that same night. Is the baseball game? It happens on the same day, and then he and then she runs away from her entire life. She she tries to insinuate to her dad that she never wants to see him again yeah. on like that night. Like, the second night they've been dating. That's such a well-written scene, actually. And then at, and then in the next book, a bunch of time has passed, and they've been dating for that long, but then he leaves her. Um, right. Anyway, th- the ultimate point of this is, even though I don't know if there's necessarily, like, a big moral reason to be mad at Twilight for having an abusive relationship, it does suck to read for me. Like, it sucked. It was just, it's so uncomfortable and I I come out of reading it angry and I feel like I have to go talk to other people and like I, I come out of it feeling sad and I have to go for a walk and remind myself that there's meaning in the world but here's the thing like when you're a teenager you are like angsty at a level that is like so intense that I think that I don't vibrate on the same frequency I did when I was 17 but when I was 17 I don't even think, no, when I was, like, 13, I was, like, this is, like, yeah. And so I guess it's different. It's different now I guess to, like, revisit it. I it. guess it's angsty, but I think it's hard to read books and see media, and this is a problem I've been having with tons of different types of media recently, where the people who are romantically involved don't even like each other. Okay, wait, I have... And that's okay. why I'm team Jacob. Anyway. Okay, no, wait, wait, hold on. All right, so there's this very interesting conversation surrounding autonomy in the books because, so, like, vampires and werewolves, like, a big, like, they're a big horror, like, staple. And so to put them in a romance, a lot of, like, men were like, oh, that's not scary anymore. I will argue that what is terrifying is the loss of autonomy, with which both Edward and Jacob suffer from. Jacob, because of imprinting, also... I'm going to talk about imprinting because it's insane. Like, the lore behind it, there's so much more that you don't know, and it's it's wild. Edward smells Bella, and from then he's, it's over. So you talked about that, but that is, like, truly horrifying. The only person in these books who has autonomy is Bella, and she gets to decide between these two who are literally, like, tied by, like, werewolf eugenics and, like, fate and the smell of her and, like, biochemistry. Like, there's nothing else. They, they... They quite literally cannot make a decision for themselves. Jacob literally says when he's talking about his werewolf friends who have all imprinted before him, he's like, they don't even belong to themselves anymore. I think there is some like commentary to be said about what you were talking about. Like even Jacob can see that until he imprints and then it's all over. I'm okay. The reason I'm team Edward is because I'm team whatever the hell Bella wants. The teams when you were, when we were like 13, were just whoever you wanted her to end up with, not who you think is like morally better. Obviously those things like went in. We do a lot of undermining of women and young girls about what they want. But when I was 17, yes, the person I was with is not the person I ended up with. But there were a lot of things I did know about myself that I was very sure about. I knew I was queer and I knew I wanted to go to theater school. I knew specifically I wanted to go to NYU. for us. So many people were like, just pick a different school. Just like whatever. And I was like, no, no, no. I would like to go there and I'm going to make whatever needs to happen happen so I can go there. So I think to to be Team Jacob and, like, force that on this character, who I know she, like, doesn't have a personality, whatever. In the books, she's just as much of a character as you need her to be to read them. 
and she's really stubborn and really determined and once she knows about this like world of vampires and she knows she wants to be one and she knows she wants to be with edward the only other thing getting in her way are all external things she never in the books in eclipse she's like i love jacob but i'm not in love with jacob I don't want to be with him. He's an acquaintance, and then he's a friend who helps her get out of a really awful depression, and then he becomes, like, a very nice guy's finish last. Like, he might as well be wearing a fedora. Like, he nice gets really scary. He gets last. Okay, I'm going to no, read I to agree. you the scene from Eclipse in the book. It is some of the scariest stuff I've ever read. Suddenly he was serious. He took my chin in his hand, holding it firmly so that I couldn't look away from his intent gaze. He's like don't forget that you have options and she says i don't want options i disagreed trying to yank my chin free unsuccessfully and then his eyes narrow he grabs her he like holds the back of her neck making escape impossible he kisses her angrily and roughly um i grabbed at his face trying to push it away failing again he seemed to notice this time though and it aggravated him she starts to shut down I opened my eyes and I didn't fight. I didn't feel. I just waited for him to stop. And because of that, I simply cannot be Team Jacob. And I'm sorry. It's scary to me that Stephanie Meyer can so viscerally write a sexual assault scene like this because people of marginalized genders just know what this feels like. But, like, this is intense. It's, it's a really intense scene. It's really scary. And everyone laughs, like, haha, she broke her hand, punching him in the face he grabs the back of her neck and like won't let her go it, i know that like edward also sucks but everything with edward he consistently checks with her is it okay if i do this is it okay if i do this is it okay if i do this and also the thing about having sex before marriage if the roles were reversed we would call bella a prude and we would like think she was like so stingy whatever I think it's interesting that, like, Edward doesn't want to have sex until marriage. Because normally that's not a thing that, like, men talk about. But his other reasonings are that, like, he doesn't want to ruin her humanity or whatever's left of it. Because he thinks that he's, like, damned to hell, whatever, all of that. He also doesn't want to kill her accidentally. And everyone's like, just let them bone. And Bella, in her Eclipse monologue at the very end, she's like, yeah, I want to be a vampire so I can be with you, whatever. I also want to be a vampire because... My whole life, I can't, I've, like, learned I can't protect people. And that's all I want to do. Like, I want to protect you from Victoria. Why won't you turn me so I can protect you from this vampire army? Like, I want to be big and strong and I want to have a physical presence. And she finally gets that in Breaking Dawn. And I think that's why Breaking Dawn is so fun for us to watch her, like, flourish. And I know people talk about Jacob as, like, oh, they would have been equals. Which is not true. Because Jacob would have been a werewolf. You saw what happened with Emily, like, that huge, like, gash in her face. Like, being with a werewolf is just as dangerous, I will argue. And at least, like, they finally get to be on an equal playing field. Bella gets to be big. And that's all she's ever wanted. And she's always wanted to be, like, a protector. She physically gets to be a protector with her, like, her force field thing. And I think to, to tell her she wants to be with Jacob, which Jacob tells her, Edward tells her all the time, he's like, I will leave. If you choose Jacob, I'm I'm out. I promise you I will go away and I won't come back and, like, you can have Jacob. I don't want you to die. Like, I want what's best for you. Bella's yeah. proven right. That's my team Edward spiel. So I agree with you and I, I agree that Jacob is not a good person sure. in the later books. I do think, and I know saying Stephanie Meyer wrote him that way is not a good excuse, but I do think part of the reason he's so bad is because Stephanie Meyer is like, oh, fuck, people are going to start wanting Jacob to be with yeah. Bella. I better make him pretty bad. 
that that's not my argument. Yeah. The reason I'm team Jacob and not team Edward is because and obviously I I also agree with you. I think what you're pointing to with the yeah. autonomy is the crux of Twilight is quite interesting and I that Bella being the only character with autonomy, that's sexy. That being said, I am tired of reading books where the couple hates each other. Bella and Edward, they have banter from time to time. They banter. <laughs> and it's fine. They have moments where they like each other. They cause each other so much strife. Edward falls in love with Bella, but he never likes her. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing he likes about her, and again, again, things I'm going to talk about in the Midnight Sun episode, is how self-sacrificing she is. It's so frustrating to watch someone throw themselves in the direction of someone who they don't like being around and who causes them nothing but pain. And, and I think like from the point of view of like, if I am Bella's friend, I would say, stop talking to Edward. He is so mean to you. Not even necessarily that team Jacob or whatever. I'm more team not Edward because he's so mean to her. She doesn't like being around him. He makes her nervous other than like she feels love feelings towards him. So she's got like fluttery, like I think he's hot mm-hmm. feelings. Those are the only good feelings she has towards Edward. The only things that make her happy is Stephanie Meyer ambiguously being like she's in love with him, which what does that mean? What does it mean to be in love with someone? That's like barely a positive emotion. Like I love so many people who have hurt me, who give me nothing in the world. I have loved those people and that doesn't mean shit. So I am exhausted by that being a narrative that we're all thrust into. It was a problem in Bridgerton where it's like, do you like each other? Yeah. So the only reason I'm team Jacob over team Edward is because he's the character who Bella likes. He's like the only character in the series who Bella's like, yeah, "Yeah, we're friends. Uh, If anything, I'm team Alice. Yeah. Because Bella and Alice get along really well. And Alice is excited to meet her because she thinks that they're going to be best friends and then they are. Well, she can see in the future that they are going to be best friends. Yeah. Which is actually kind of cute that, it's like, cute. when they meet the first time, she's already super nice to her and already acting as if they're best friends because she just knows it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, the thing about Jacob that really is so scary to me, though, is that, like, I'm so, I was so nice to you. Why won't you fuck me? Like, yeah. And that is, I feel like, just as insidious in a different way, which is really scary to me. And in the books, he even says, like, I was only so nice to you because we were going to be in a relationship. No, and Which I've is had... just as scary. The incel experience, like, it's shitty, and that whole thing is awful. I'm not saying Jacob's a good option. I don't think Edward's a good option. I don't think either of them are a good option. I'm team Bella becoming a vampire. I, I too, am team Bella becoming a vampire. And then all their problems And hanging out with the entire Cullen family besides Edward. There's a found family aspect to the Cullens that I think is really great that I think a lot of people are, like, latching on to right now because it's, like, that's a very queer thing. The gay is just like a found family. So I think, and a lot of their problems, Edward and Bella's problems, stem from her being a human. So then once they're on an equal playing field... Everything, all the problems kind of go away. No, but I don't think they do. Like, the fact that Bella can now drop her shield so he can see what she's thinking, so he no longer has to, like, project his idea of what she might be thinking onto her. 
does that solve the fundamental problem of him projecting what he like I think I don't think she does it forever no I know but like that my point is is that so so this constant miscommunication Mm -hmm. is their whole relationship the entire foundation of their relationship is how much Bella Edward wants to eat her and then how much Edward doesn't want to turn her into a vampire. That's the entire foundation of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And then the entire series is them going back and forth about whether or not Bella can be a vampire and then she becomes a vampire. And then what are they anymore? It's just bliss. It's like all the shit is over. Yeah, but once then, you close the book, it's done, and they're allowed to be whatever, I guess, whatever off into their forever, or whatever the end of the book is. I know Twilight's a phenom, and, like, so many people love it, so I don't know if this is a good question to ask, because, like, regardless of how I feel, so many people love Twilight. But then my question is, why should I read this? I don't like it. I don't, why, why should I read Bella being miserable for four books, marrying the man who makes her miserable, turns into a vampire and then that makes her not miserable anymore and they get to be happy forever what am i that's that's it that's what just it, the, the purpose no, it but serves is there's for... the thing is is like <laughs> and we talk about this all the time yeah. you're watching me grapple right now yeah i'm really watching folks, you go through it folks we're watching me grapple like we talk about media all the time stupid insignificant media with no message all the time And one of the things we talk about all the time is that there's no such thing as media without a message. You come away with stuff from everything you experience, no matter if it's cotton candy or a 10 course meal from a Michelin star restaurant, you are, you have the calories, they turn into energy. You are stuck with the consumption of it regardless. Yeah. So why am I reading Twilight? Like why... And the reason is because I'm reviewing it for my podcast. But like, yeah, that's well, okay. So, so there's a, like there's this article that came out. It was like, what is Twilight about, really? I think if you hold any YA romance under this kind of lens, you're gonna come back with a few things. Twilight isn't really about anything other than for a little bit. You get to pretend to be a teenager that discovers that vampires and werewolves are real. And then you get to marry one of them. And then you get to live happily ever after. And I don't think that... Here, the thing is, like, I don't think Stephanie Meyer was thinking very critically when she wrote them. It's it's Bridgerton. It's just Bridgerton. It's just a if beach so, read, you know? If Twilight is truly a beach read, and this is a hot take, it's going to sound hostile, but I'm genuinely right. curious. Okay. Why are we reviewing it? Because it's at the same popularity level is like a hunger games or a bridgerton or whatever i think because it is so popular because it's gone into so many people's bodies saying that it's unexaminable no it's examinable there's a lot to say about motherhood that i want to talk about i have a whole section on that i, I think the, also have thoughts about that <laughs> it made the careers of some people that we still pay attention to by the way everyone loves harry styles and robert pattinson now but, like, fuck everyone who hated on us for liking Twilight and One Direction. That's all. Uh, T. So, so I think the reason why it's coming back is because... People are, like, regressing. Well, it's, we're regressing, and also we're realizing, like, the world didn't implode. This, it's, it's the reason why, like, Hunger Games kind of didn't come back full force, because no one told us it was that bad. Like, I think we're all, like, older now, and we're like, so wait, 
like, we drank the Kool-Aid, but there was never cyanide in it. But everyone was like, there's cyanide in the Kool-Aid. And I think now we're drinking the cool. We're not. We're we're like looking back and we're like, well, maybe there wasn't cyanide, but there's some pretty unhealthy stuff in it. Still, it's still cool. Yeah, there's there's some red red dye forty. There's red um, dye forty. So that's kind of the perfect metaphor. If anything, I think Twilight is a great argument for fan fiction, not Fifty Shades of Grey. The other thing, the the other thing I'm going to say about Fifty Shades of Grey, and I think this episode we kind of like went in between bitch how and why, and I don't think it matters at this point, but like. You can't, the really the only thing that's similar between Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight is that it's two white people in pretty similar traditional gender roles. You can put characters from anything, Fifty Shades of Grey could have been a Draymine fanfiction. I don't think Twilight should get any, like, backlash no, I'm not because of mad Fifty about Shades. That. But it's fun now to watch people on TikTok doing skits about, like, what it would be like to hang out with Emmett. Like, it's just fun now. So if it doesn't matter that Twilight Romance is unhealthy and kind of awful to read and makes me so sad the whole time I read it, if that doesn't matter, where are the romances that aren't awful? I don't know, because Bridgerton also made me feel pretty awful. That's the thing. I feel like our model for media romance is not good it's not good and and maybe twilight isn't the thing that like allows that to be true but twilight is a member of the category that allows that to be true like yeah and as a whole the impact of having dozens and dozens of unhealthy romances being the forefront of media being our pop culture consumption of romance that isn't meaningless the reason we think about love, like romantic, jittery, vague, being in love with someone is the end-all be-all of a relationship is because everything in the world is telling us that being in love is the only thing that matters to make a relationship work. And not and, like the rest of it, which and is not what the a relationship rest- is. And so people are willing to put up with so much shit and that's not meaningless. Like the fact that we can like look at these books and be like, I feel like these things kind of end up being like benchmarks for what we're willing to put up with. Mm. Well, I think you're pointing at something that I noticed in like to all the boys I loved before two weeks ago when the third one came out and the kissing booth and like all of these like romance like romantic comedies that are that are out now is they follow a really specific formula of like first movie there's a misunderstanding and then they get together and it's fine second book a new person comes in and there's a love triangle but then ultimately the girl goes back to the original guy and then the third book is like another dumb misunderstandings because it drives plot and big world ending events of like a vampire army coming after you because it drives plot or, like, Boy Next Door becomes a werewolf because it drives the plot, gets in the way of ever having to explain why those people want to be together because they're so busy fighting all these other external circumstances that they never sit down and talk about why they want to be together. Not to point out another thing that the Percy Jackson series did right, but I'm pointing it out. Yeah. For me, what Twilight represents is I'm willing to put up with a boy making me miserable, but I'm not willing to put up with a boy kissing me without me saying I he can but you shouldn't have to put up with either of those things right 
So like Team Jacob versus Team Edward, like Team Jacob, of course, Team Jacob loses because consent, like violation of consent is such a dramatic form of like romantic sexual abuse that it's pretty easy to be like, that is a line that I'm unwilling to cross. But like, that's just like a step further than Edward being like, I'm going to restrain Bella and not allow her to move as she pleases. I'm going yeah. to constantly undermine Bella's feelings and make her feel uncared for and yeah. not have a like just not have a relationship with her because I just am in love with her so much that we can't even have a and by relationship I don't mean romantic relationship I mean like a any relationship. And so what's frustrating to me is that that's now our threshold and now I guess the threshold is narrowing like people are no longer like like at least the Bridgerton couple like they go on some dates and like each other if it's courting it's yearning it's the same thing in Twilight where it's like they just can't fuck right so it's like the the gratification is we keep holding withholding gratification and I think that's the thing that like how careful he has to be is kind of hot like they're they're constantly teetering on the edge of like danger and then with Bridgerton it's like we have to keep everything inside because we're courting and if we let anyone know anything too soon, it'll be in the papers, we're going to get in trouble. Like our family's uh, like uh, status and whatever is on the line. And I also think like there's something hot about how much Edward likes her. Like yeah. Edward is willing to do anything because of how much he likes her. He's and everyone simp. wants someone to simp over them. Yeah. Is there anything sexier than being in a relationship with someone who you enjoy? That's the thing is they're so wrapped up in the angst and the, oh, I love you so much that, like, I would rather kill myself. It's Romeo and Juliet. Actually, Stephanie Meyer. Romeo and Juliet is New Moon, obviously. Wuthering Heights is Eclipse. Breaking Dawn, I can't remember what she picked. It's like another Shakespeare play. You know, she clearly is using the romance that has shaped every other romance. Like, you can find, you can find glimpses of Twilight in Shakespeare, just like you can find glimpses of Twilight into all the boys I've loved before. These things do interact with each other and they like bring each other about. And so I'm not trying to say Twilight did nothing. I think like my reasoning for saying Twilight didn't do as much as you all thought it did is just because everyone is trying to be like, can I just enjoy my dumb vampire romance and like be in peace? Actually, like the only book I really enjoy is the first part of Breaking Dawn and the wedding and the movies are so dumb and campy that everyone loves them and everyone on YouTube is doing this like I react to Twilight for the first time because there was a whole group of people who didn't watch the movies so they're capitalizing off off of that. I guess like the only difference between the two of us is that you like it and I hate it. Yeah because I have an attachment to it. I think the only reason I enjoy it now is because I enjoyed it then. I don't think I would like it if I picked it up now. Because I've been exposed to better media since then. I think most people have. So it's really just working off of, like, nostalgia is what it is now. Uh, th- then I just don't understand to what I'm supposed to do with all this anger I have towards it. I think something here I figured out what I'm struggling with is that the whole conversation about Twilight right now is we all hated Twilight because we hate what teenage girls liked. And, like... Yeah. That's kind of the renaissance of Twilight is everyone reclaiming things that teenage girls like that were actually good, actually. Me rereading Twilight, I love things that teenage girls like. Like I've stated, 
I've recently discovered myself to be a Harry Styles stan, but I'm reading Twilight and just like I find it upsetting to read. I think the I think it's the movies. I know like to go back and read the source material, it's really I mean it's not very well written. For lack of better words, like it is pretty bad. I think the movies and the campiness and the weirdness and like how seriously everyone in the movies takes it, that's what Twilight is. I think it's watching the movies with your friends and fucking laughing at Jacob and printing on the CGI baby. And I think it's like the and I CGI think it's baby. and I think it's I think it's the it's the blue t- tint in the first movie. It's that like cool indie feel that it has. It's the vampire baseball scene. It's all of those fun things that we remember and care about. And then when people go back and they didn't read the books, but they watch the movies, they're like, oh, you know, I thought everyone said the acting was terrible and it's like fine, but it's really not that bad. Like, that's, I think, what Twilight is now. It, I don't think it, I don't think it even is the books. Like, Twilight is the cultural interaction Twilight, Twilight. is the cultural interaction with Twilight. Can we talk about motherhood now? Fine, we can talk about Leah. So, imprinting is described as, like, the werewolves are the werewolves imprint on whoever it would be best suited for them to mate with so that their offspring will then be werewolves that's what it's basically werewolf eugenics leah there's never been a female werewolf before so then so sam imprints on emily leah is the only werewolf in the pack that's a girl her periods stop and she's really confused about that, and she doesn't know what to do, and she tells Jacob this isn't Jacob's POV in, in Breaking Dawn. And, and she'll think about it, right? But then all the other guy werewolves, because they all can hear each, other th- each other's thoughts, are like, shut up, Leah. Like, ew, gross. I don't want to talk about periods. And she confides in Jacob that because her periods have stopped, she can't have kids, and she feels like she's, like, less of a woman now. Because she can't have kids. And Jacob doesn't say anything nice to her to, like, make her feel better. He just hear, he just goes, I don't, I actually don't want to hear it. That's gross. And you have this happen a lot. You have, so Leah, like, she really goes through the ringer. And then the, her arc is not resolved. Stephanie Meyer just kind of throws it away a second, like, Jacob's POV is done. And then you have Rosalie, who regrets becoming a vampire. She also didn't make, have that choice. She gets mad at Bella for throwing away the chance to, like, have a child and, like, get married and have, like, the picket fence and grow old or whatever and like esme too like the whole reason carlisle started the cullen clan is because esme's like i'll never get to have kids so now they have their little like found family i think it's interesting that stephanie meyer then gives bella the like complete everything by giving her like a vampire hybrid baby major thoughts about this but it truly is the midnight sun episode like I think the way Stephanie Meyer constructs women womanhood is fascinating, and w- we must devote a whole episode to speaking about it. Leah deserved better. Emily also deserved better. Everyone deserved better. There's this thing called the the Ayla test, which is like the Bechdel test, but for um, indigenous people. And it's three questions about a film's character. One, is she an indigenous aboriginal woman who is a main character? Two, does she not fall in love with a white man? Three, does she not end up raped or murdered at any point in the story? Moana passes. Legend of Korra passes. Uh, a couple video games. There's a movie called Rhymes for Young Ghouls. You should read about it. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's really interesting and cool. And like more media needs to include indigenous people in a way that is not detrimental. 
to ascribe werewolfism, aggression, all the things Jacob becomes once he becomes a werewolf. Everything about everything about the Quayu tribe in this story is horrible. And I don't want to downplay that. I was just like with this Team Jacob thing. He is all those things because that's canon. That's what Stephanie Meyer wrote. However, none of that is good to put on a real life indigenous tribe. And we're also going to have the link to the Move to Higher Ground organization, which is the Quayu tribes organization. You can donate to them. You can read about them. They have like a whole thing dispelling all of the myths about them that Stephanie Meyer wrote. Please educate yourselves. That's my soapbox moment. Stephanie Meyer did be racist. I feel like we should just have bitch time now. Yes, time to bitch. It's time for bitch time where no thoughts head empty. No thoughts. Ready, set, go. I will never forgive Stephanie Meyer for making Jasper a Confederate soldier. I will never. Oh my god, Jasper's like the best character, and she did that. Um, Emmett's the best character now. Emmett's the best. Um, He's good. He's imagine waiting your whole man. relationship to fuck, like, and then in Breaking Dawn, they don't even describe the fucking, and I'm like, is this what Blue Balls feels like? Is this what Blue Balls feels like to finally get them maybe, to have sex, and then maybe we never? Cis men were right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, Edward's ah! sideburns in Eclipse are way too bushy. The entire movie, I'm, like, staring at his sideburns. Like, please. <laughs> I like all the early 2000s fashion. Oh, Eclipse is, like, a bisexual's paradise. Like, everyone looks hot in Eclipse. Like, I will And I will then, say. for some reason, in Breaking Dawn, everyone is noticeably less hot. Did you notice that in Breaking I Dawn? I think Chris, I mean, I think Bella gets really hot in Breaking Dawn. Bella's super hot, but too. then Carlisle's noticeably oh, less hot. Oh, yeah, everyone gets, and- like, weird... Everyone gets like weird looking. Okay. Here's my here's my gripe about here's my gripe about Edward. Oh. I know they Eddie? didn't ha- I know they I know they didn't want to have sex, but Edward Cullen has taken sex ed. I don't know how many goddamn times. He knows what the machinery looks like down there. He didn't even like finger her or anything he's just like no sex. You you can't you can't foreplay? Do you not know what foreplay is? like a foreplay like she is dry <laughs> let it let let them bone and if you're not Some gonna lube. let them bone just do something else my Fuck. true like like i just talked a lot about my big twilight gripes but my biggest twilight gripe is i don't know how he fucks because the way that penises work when you fuck is that the blood goes there venom. there's venom in his penis Really? Is that Stephanie? Stephanie Meyer said that there are venom-like substances all throughout their bodies because if you didn't have blood, your like or whatever fluids in your body to lubricate your like movement, there is venom-like substances. So there's what venom. About sperm? In his, what did Steph say? There's about like the sperm? venom in his sperm. That's what she said. Why does he make more? <laughs> Why didn't Bella become a vampire when okay, she got when, shot up with we... the venom? When we were reading Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, um, Suzanne uses the word irrevocably, like, multiple times. And I was like, girl, did you read Twilight before you wrote this? Like, uh, the amount is, like, but, four like, times. Ballad of Songbirds <laughs> and Snakes is Midnight Sun, but make it sexy allegory. Yeah. And I like plot. that the vampires are all horny and they have to, like, build entire houses to fuck in. I think that's To cool fuck for in, because they're horny. Um, Phoebe Bridgers and... Billie Eilish and Hosier would have been on the Legend. Twilight soundtracks if they made Twilight now. Um, yeah. 
we didn't get to talk about how Alice and Jasper are like legends, like by kings. They're and actually Alice's backstory is so cool about how she was like found and didn't know who she was. And it's cool that their powers come from like what they were like in in their human life. I think it's cool. Like there's some there's some interesting lore. Which is I think the I think, lore like, is kind of sexy. Fan fiction. Okay, yeah, it is kind of sexy. I know everyone gets annoyed at the sparkly shit, but the other thing about that is like Dracula, which also wasn't even the original like vampire lore. He did not uh, explode in the sun. That was I, added later. Also, wait, the way Edward describes it in Midnight Sun, it's like not like sparkly. It like looks like he's on fire. And that's actually what because that's why that lore happened is it looked like they were on fire. Can we get some justice for Stephanie Meyer in that the movies just ignored that? Yeah, I would like to read a whole book about Alice and Jasper, except for I don't want Jasper to be Confederate. Can we retcon that? There's a really good Alice fan made film. I will find the link. Can someone get, send me some fan fiction about Alice and Jasper? Yeah, actually, I'm down. I will I'd say like love to read the most some. fun stuff about Twilight is the fan fiction. Don't know where else to say this, but I made a Twilight playlist ranking all the songs. So I'm gonna put oh, that in the thank show God. notes because the music also fucking again the cultural interaction with Twilight is greater than the so sum of all. Its everyone's gonna say our bitch how in this episode was bitch why and our bitch why was bitch how. But that's mm-hmm. because the how of Twilight is deep and fraught, but the why is simply because it's fun. It is simply that it is fun. I do think Twilight kind of killed the love triangle for a few years there. And thank God. No, by killed, I mean like they ruined what actually a love triangle could be. The movie The Favorite actually has what I think is an actual love triangle of like I haven't both seen The sides. Favorite and that's wrong. Ooh, ooh. You gotta watch The Favorite and then come back to me because- I've heard it's amazing and gay. It is amazing. It's gay. It's amazing. You root for both sides in love ways it. that make sense versus like- you just, Jacob is hot and Edward is hot and whoever you think is more hot. If Edward and Jacob had just buckled down and kiffed, then we would not have to had to read I, so oh, I also hate the part where Jacob, they're in the tent and Jacob just continues to think of dirty things to do with Bella so that Edward has to hear it. Like, it's so mean. It's an eclipse. Edward is like, can you stop? Can you please stop? Like, this is my wife, bro. Also, Jacob does threaten to kill himself so Bella will kiss him. Like, again, there's a lot of manipulation. Again, I'm not teen. I I know I'm I'm repping as teen Jacob. I know. I I told you. I told you I was like, this fight's not even going to be a fight because we both don't like really either of these men. So here's the real teams. I'm team mm. Bella is ends up with someone who she actually likes, and your team Bella ends up with who she chooses to end up with, and that. That has nothing to do with these poor, awful men. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so in Twilight, actually in New Moon, they play it up. Summit Entertainment, the films play up the love triangle for sure. In the books? It's like barely. Barely in there. Like really not yeah. at all. I understand though why you were team Jacob because of his character assassination. Like I feel about Jacob the same way I feel about Draco Malfoy. Like- same like these Jacob kind of has a redemption arc because he he acts like a stupid kid for a lot of the books and then at the very end to save Bella because the werewolves are gonna 
kill her because they don't know what's inside her, whatever. He does, you know, grow up a lot, and that's cool to see. But again, I think if he had moved on in a really, like, grown-up, mature way and there was no Renesmee imprinting... That would have been really cool, but Stephanie Meyer would never do that because you're not because smart the, enough to because do that. the thing is, is Stephanie Meyer said I have to make sure nobody ships Bella and Jacob. I have to I have to kill yeah, this love. I have triangle. to kill this. The other thing is also I don't know why Jacob was so into Bella. I know it's because like her unborn eggs or egg, her unborn egg. egg it all comes uh, back to chickens. It all oh, comes shit. back. You did it to Gaia. chickens. Because it was also unfair of Jacob to be like, you have to be with me, Bella, because, like, the second he imprints on someone, he's going to dump her ass, which yeah. is so rude. That's so rude. Because Yeah, that is, Bella, like, a weird thing to be like, I'm in love with that. you, I'm not imprinted on you, I know yeah. I will imprint on someone, but not you. That, I was thinking I about that, I was like, lot. what if Bella sends Edward away, and is like, actually, I've chosen Jacob, and then the next day, <laughs> Jacob imprints on, like, some other bitch, and also, then like, it's over. Like, how awful. Here's a question I have. If Bella had not ended up with... Edward? Yes. And that egg had been used with someone else. Oh, my God. Like, what if Jacob, Jacob and Ed still... Bella had birthed the Bella with the egg? <laughs> <laughs> what if that egg had hatched instead? You know what? I'm going to say that I think Jacob is a little attracted to Edward, so no. Part of it is the... Part of it has to be Edward, and I want it to be Edward. I don't think that anyone Bella is with she could have had an equal partnership with except for Mike. And Stephanie Meyer has said that she married a Mike. And this was her writing what it would be like to be with someone who's not Mike. (laughs) Yeah, which is like scary. Like, so she said that in an interview. I remember that. Yo, imagine being Stephanie Meyer's husband. husband. So embarrassing. <laughs> so and like so Stephanie Meyer hates divorce. That was bitch why. That was the impact. If you want cultural of... impact, you've got it. Um, it's time for the bitch meter. Bitch meter. What did we give it for queer? We gave it an N-A because Steph, she's Mormon. But as we said at the top of the episode, Alice and Jasper are a bye-for-bye versus couple and must be stated. What do we give it for gender? Okay, so for gender, last time we gave it a 2.5, but I'm giving it a 3 because I really like Bella's monologue in Eclipse where she differentiates her wanting to be a vampire for herself rather than just for Edward. And I think that we should stop... Uh, telling women that they don't know what they want. Great. For race, we gave it a three. There's, you know, Steph, Steph grew. She grew. In her representation, there's a few more people of color than there were last time. Stephanie has nowhere to go but up. For disability, we gave it, why did we give it a point five? Oh, because Jacob's dad is in a wheelchair. He's there in a wheelchair. Actually, there's a scene in, in Breaking Dawn, where Jacob rips the phone out of the wall so that his dad can't call him. Ableism. Ableism. Um, God. Okay, great. Jacob in these two books is so awful. He gets so much worse. For body positivity, we give it an R. You know we gave it an NA minus one. Come on. Everyone in these movies is so thin. Did we talk about how whether or not becoming a vampire would make you thin? I think it might, which is horrible and disgusting. 
Does being a vampire just make you conventionally attractive? Yeah. Well, I mean, you see Bella's boobs get bigger. <laughs> I mean, her, her bazoinga. Her, well, her well, her rib cage also like fuses back together because her ribs were all broken. Her oh my god, mommy we didn't even milkers. We didn't even talk about the birth scene. <gasps> we didn't even talk about talk Edward about chewing his way into her womb because there's like vampire flesh over her the womb. So Edward has to. The only thing that can penetrate vampire flesh is vampire so he has to he and rosalie have to eat into her womb and tear away because his fingernails also work that's not clarified in the movie though because in the movie they just go they go in on it well the but the scene in the movie is really traumatizing it's fucked up also bella looks terrible she looks so that's why we gave it an na1 minus one on body positivity for class we gave it an na there, there's no way to talk about this, but the Cullens are so rich, and they don't need all that money. I actually think that maybe, I feel like class is more of a thing in Midnight Sun, and we should talk about it more We'll then. talk about it then. Which gives us a grand total score of three out of ten, Ba-da-da-da. which is just one more than the two out of ten from last time. Yay. Yay. Time for Harris's hot take. Hi, Harris. Hi. Hi. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. What is your hot take on the last two Twilight books, last three Twilight movies? I did not read those books. (laughs) But I I did watch the movies. And oh my goodness, what an action-packed mess. But it was fun. (laughs) There are people with me, by the way. Yeah. What what is your opinion? Well, so you said the last three. The last two, right? Cinematic masterpiece uh the, you know the final battle no the final battle i was so i was so surprised by like why did they even go there it goes why do, why does a, why does a i i mean i thought it was about love i don't know the battle was just so extra well i don't it's, know how, how i feel about the battle it's, it's, so, i think so it's the a battle cool subversion is not of the book. in the books because in the book they just stand in the field and they talk and then the volturi go home and that, that feels right. I know yeah, it feels that, right. No, his, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy that part, but my mouth was like wide open. Well, that's so. Um, but imagine being a Twilight fan, girl, age 15. You're gonna see the last oh Twilight movie, and you know what's gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, that happens. No, that's great. I think more more book movies should do that. It's I a, think that's really funny. It's a fantastic subversion because then you get people who hate Twilight also very down for that scene. I no, it was iconic. No, it's, it's iconic. Oh, but I did want to say one thing. When I was younger, I always said I was Team Jacob because I thought he was so much hotter than <laughs> than Edward. But watching the movies, oh my god, I have never hated. <laughs> someone so much he's like kind of abusive he's yeah. like expecting all these things from he, this, yeah. this young girl yeah and like let her let her be a vampire yes i think we decided we're all team let bella be a vampire yeah yeah that's the bella only Loka. thing i don't know who is this friend i really like them oh hi hi, hi. Hi, I'm Nita. Oh, hi, Katie. Nice to meet you. All right. All right. Have an amazing birthday. We love you. All right. Stay safe. You too. Love you. Bye. Bye. What a take, Harris. Trust Harris to always be zesty. What are we working on? 
I learned how to use a spinning wheel, like you a medieval read peasant. Some fan fiction, some Twilight. Read some Twilight fan fiction. Maybe I'll write some Twilight fan fiction. Whoa, Gaia, that's you gotta contribute to the Twilight economy. For being a Twilight hater, Gaia. What are you working on? <laughs> I'm still working on my play. It's not going well. Uh, I'm working on a screenplay. I'm also working on therapy because of like last week and like a few other things i'm just like working through because like bella i would also like not like to feel small i too would like to be a little vampire i would love i think it's i like food a lot though all right plug time uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at nitha underscore thadani t-h-a-t-a-n-i and you can follow me on instagram at gaia rose river or gaia river rose depending on what you want from me and you can follow the bitch why podcast on bitch why podcast on instagram and twitter you can email us at b.tchwhy at gmail.com please leave us a review and rate us on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts all of the resources reference are going to be in the show notes thank you to our editor and co-producer and gay g-o-d capital g-o-d cameron and our graphic designer jillian bye bitches bye bitches bye